Hey you guys, you're back with your Plus Size Vixen and it's officially December 1st. It's the first of the month. Like you know, I am excited because we are now 30 days because it's 31 of December. So 30 days away from the new year. I don't know why I'm so excited about the new year. The more and more I think about it, I'm trying to come up with a conclusion or a reason. I don't know if it's because just because it's a new year. Or just because, like, I feel like some great things are going to happen this new year. And I know it's kind of cliche because people say that all the time. New year, new me. New year, I'm going to be better. New year, I'm coming stronger. And, you know, half of the time, we don't even make it through half of January. And we fall down and we get sad, depressed, and oh, what we mean. But I truly feel like 2020, something about it about just saying it the energy of it you know reading the memes on social media i get hyped up now for the last couple of years i just looked at like okay it's a new year it's a new year it's a new year you know okay if i really want to change something i'm going to change it so regardless if it's january 1st or march 1st i'm just going to do what i need to do for me but for some reason this year coming feels like it's gonna be it and if I come back to y'all in December of 2020 and be like, yeah, this wasn't it, then it must have been something I did. And I might need to check myself. But I truly believe something is going to move. Something is going to happen. Something's going to be great. Now, just that everything that comes to be great, there can be some obstacles along the way. So I'm not going to be shocked or I'm not going to be surprised by the obstacles that come along because, you know, it's a part of life and hopefully those obstacles be true learning lessons so I know what not to do in the future but um I just truly believe something great is upon something great is coming and I just hope wish pray believe that anyone out there listening have that same energy about what's to come in the new year so we you could just be great and be better than great be greater than great be the greatest you can be so let's jump into some topics at hand. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about communication. And I want to talk about communication in all relationships. And the reason why this topic resonates with me today is because I started to say to myself within the last night and maybe the night before is, what happens when the communication doesn't work? What happens when you feel like you're talking, you're expressing yourself, you're opening up, you're breaking down those walls, you're letting the other person know your feelings, whether it's your family member, whether it's your significant other, whether it's your boss, whoever it may be, you're like trying to learn better communication skills. You're trying to be better at letting someone else know your feelings and stuff like that. But you still feel as though you don't get nowhere. You still feel as though that people don't hear you. You still feel as though whatever you're saying is being left on deaf ears. And you're kind of like, I'm, I'm speaking up for myself. I'm advocating for myself. I'm saying something. And I still feel as though I'm not getting anywhere. What else can I do? What else can I say? Like, what's going on here? So where does that leave you at now? Because sometimes for some people, 
we can become very vulnerable when we really tap into our feelings, when we really tap into our emotions. So if I'm telling somebody how I feel, why am I feeling like this, you know, where these feelings are coming from, how long I've been feeling it, when these feelings appeared, and it's being disregarded, where does that leave me? Because now I feel open. And now I feel like, hey, did you hear me? You know, did you... Because it's a difference, and I said this in another podcast, it's a difference between hearing and listening. We assume, because we said, I heard you, that we was listening. No. Hearing is to respond. Listening is you actually are comprehending. So if you keep telling me, I heard you, I heard you, I heard you, you just heard enough information to respond back. So you didn't really take the time to internalize exactly what this person is telling you because maybe at the time your mind wasn't there or maybe at the time you're busy in your own world so you heard just enough to respond. And now that you responded to the person and you didn't give them exactly what they need, then problems arise because when people feel like they're being dismissed or people feel like they're not being heard, you might get a whole nother character now and then you'll be wondering like well what's going on with this person or what's their problem and truly no one wants that truly no one wants that so again what's the next step when you feel like you're being you're allowing yourself to learn new communication skills you're being open you're being transparent you're sitting here laying yourself on the table about how you feel but it's being disregarded Because I know for me personally, that would hurt. And of course, you don't want to sit here and make it seem like you're being like a a complainer or a crybaby or, oh, no one's listening to me. What about me? But again, you do want to be heard. Like when people say, oh, it's good to see you. And I've been hearing lately, oh, it's good to be seen. Now, again, you can internalize that in so many ways. Is that person basically trying to say that I'm really not seen, so it's good to be seen by somebody? So that's the same way with being heard. I really don't get a chance to be heard. So I'm happy that somebody's hearing me. Oh, no, no, no. Somebody's listening to me. I always use the wrong word. Somebody's listening to me. Because I could always hear what you're saying. But that doesn't mean I'm listening to what you're saying. Because sometimes we get so wrapped up in what we need to do for us. It's like when other people come to us with their problems and their issues and their whatever they're going through. Sometimes you're like, okay. Alright, let me turn off my mind so I can listen to this. But sometimes you still get so wrapped up that you just heard it. And you be like, alright, girl, just do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you how to get over this. And sometimes people are not looking for a solution. And that's one thing I learned in this lifetime. People are not looking for solutions. People are looking for someone to listen to them. And just because you listen doesn't mean that after this person finished talk, you're supposed to be like, well, here's the remedy to your problem. Here's the medicine to your sickness. Because some people already know what they need to do. They just ain't getting motivated to do it. And you have to be okay with that as a friend, as a significant other, as a boss. Because you have to look for people's strength and play off that. Because if we keep playing on people's weaknesses, they will never get anywhere. So if you notice something about the person who's talking to you where they 
hold some strength fast and you should be like well hey let your child this just suggest something don't be like well you need to do because once you start telling people what they need to do for them that's when things can go left so just try to remember who you're talking to listen to what they're telling you and play off these screens and hopefully things work itself out from there if not i definitely say counseling I don't care. I'm going to be the advocate for counseling, family counseling, relationship counseling, couples counseling, relationship counseling, you know, any individual counseling, any kind of counseling you need to overcome, you need to do. Because at the end of the day, if you're not getting what you need from the people around you, you might get it from somewhere else. And that's from a counselor, the one who's actually certified and licensed to do the things that you need them to do. So that's very important. The next thing I want to talk about is um, a little bit about the Steve Harvey book, Think Like a Man, Act Like a Woman. Now... I took a page out of his book recently because I started dating and I really wanted to be sure that, you know, what what I was jumping into or stepping into was right for me. So I wanted to come with a different perspective because what I used to do back in the day, you know, I guess it didn't work. So I said, let me try something different. And I decided to start dating and I brought my child around this person pretty early I wouldn't say early early maybe about like two or three months a day in this person the reason why I did it because I kept saying to myself is I don't want to start getting connected to this person physically emotionally you know whatever way I was going to get connected and then I have to like bring in my son months and months later so again according to Steve Harvey book he was saying if a man is gonna like you or love you he should love your child too so I was like all right let me bring my son into the forefront a little bit earlier so he can get to know both of us at the same time but you know I didn't rush it I at least gave myself two to three months to get to know him to make sure this was right or somewhat right before I brought my son into the situation now the only thing I guess the negative I have about that is because it doesn't tell you or doesn't or you know maybe I need to read the book again if things don't go right and now you and this person mutually decides to stop talking and now your child is like hey what happened to the person or what happened to you guys so now it puts you in kind of like of a limbo Meaning, like, now I have to explain to my, you know, child, my son, oh, this didn't work out. And sometimes, again, when you're in your feelings, you're in your emotions, you really don't want to talk about it. You want to pretend like it didn't happen, but see, a child doesn't know that yet. A child doesn't, you know, don't have that. A child is still neutral. So when they don't see somebody, they're going to wonder, and they have, like, a million questions for you. You know, why can't this just go away without me feeling as if, like, everything's okay? And I wish sometimes in the Steve Harvey book there was a chapter of 
So when it don't work out and now your child wants to know about the friend that you have, what to say, what to do, because it makes me put up a wall like, well, hey, when I date again, do I do this early again? Because again, as a woman, especially raising a son, I never want my son to think like, well, dang, my mother's bringing all these different men around. What's going on here? Like, you know, and again, these could be my only rational thoughts about it, but I don't want him to see every person I'm talking to. I don't want him to be he, he, and he can with every person that I interact with. So I guess going forth, granted it was some great advice granted while the the time was of the essence it was fun it was good but I guess going forth I for me personally I would just kind of scale back on the whole meeting thing I'm not saying this person will never meet my son but maybe I should just wait a little bit longer than three months I don't know if three months is long enough some people might be like, well, girl, that's fine. Or, oh, no, girl, I need longer. So I guess to each his own. But I just really felt like in that moment, like, dang, you know, why? Just had to go left. I just brought my son around you. And, you know, we were having all a great time. And now I'm sitting here like, mm, this ain't work how I want it. So now where does that leave me? Now, the one thing about me is when situations don't work out, I'm not, I don't really get upset. Like, it's more like disappointment because it's kind of like, well, I kind of evaluate the situation like, what can I did? What else could I did? Was it me? Was it him? You know, were we moving too fast? Like, I think of all those questions in my mind, like, what else could have happened? What else could have transpired? Because personally, I feel as though like, something went left maybe I wasn't paying attention to something maybe there was some signs there that I didn't notice that I should have noticed you know but sometimes when you start falling into the like of things you start to just you know the the the, I guess the rose colored glasses go over your eyes so you don't want to basically be honest with yourself you want to sit here and see for what it is and then the further and further along you're like yeah I really don't like this about this person I was trying my best to be blind to the situation but I can't be blind no more so I can't do it however the cookie may crumble I just feel as though like I'm still trying to get a better perspective on how to go about it when it comes to again bringing my child around the next perspective person I'm dating because you know you don't never want your child boy or girl to keep meeting random people all the time so I guess that's where I'm at with it like I mean I can sit here and deal with my feelings and deal with my emotions but I just want to be sure that emotionally I'm here for my child and he don't get emotionally invested in somebody and I'm like yeah I hope you had fun because it's the last time you're going to see this person because this is over. (laughs) You know, because I feel bad now. So, these are just food for thought. Another thing I want to touch base on. Lately, I haven't been talking so much about fashion because, again, like, I don't know. I just haven't really been there so much this year with tapping into the ins and outs of what's hot, what's not. I've just been going off of how I feel and what I want to do. So, you know, I really don't have too much input on that. 
I mean, of course, the weather's changing, so it's getting cold, so you do want to be cute and cozy, and I guess that's been my whole model, cute and cozy, but as far as having, like, a particular taste of anything, I could be like, girl, you better get this, or oh, you need this in your closet, I really haven't been there lately, I've just been rocking whatever I think that makes me happy, cute, cozy, I love sweaters, you know, I love a good jeans and a sweater. I love a good, you know, sweater dress or the long button-up, you know, like button-up dresses, like plaid dresses or striped dresses, you know, the boots, the high boots and stuff like that because the weather is changing, so that's mostly my style for the winter. But overall, I don't have any specific colors or schemes to be like, Oh, you need to add this into your collection because I really haven't been focused on that too much lately. One thing I have been focused on though is my nonprofit organization. For those who know, back in April, I made a nonprofit organization called Push for Mental Health Awareness Inc. Push means preserving our society's health. Um, lately, I've been doing more community events. The first one was um, May. That is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I did a little something in a local park from where I'm from. Just recently, matter of fact, a day before Thanksgiving, I had a coach drive at Salvation Army. I was so excited about it. And just the, the energy and the feedback and the people that I embraced and talked to and, you know, shared some laughs with and some information with about mental health and giving a coat a hat gloves scarves like it was very empowering for me it's very touching I got to know some of these people's personal stories which is very you know very bold of them and brave of them for them to even share their lives with me like that because they didn't have to you know they don't know me I don't know them but for that just shows me how much we need to break the stigma of mental health of mental illness because it's like it's a lot of us out there that are suffering and a lot of us suffer in silence because we're too afraid of being judged we're too afraid of people saying something about us so we rather just keep it to ourselves and sometimes keeping it to yourself can be a bad thing because if you need help how can you ever get the help you need if you are quiet about it you know it's certain things you might can keep to yourself but when it comes to your health and being healthy, and I'm not just talking about physically healthy, I'm talking about mentally healthy, you should be speaking up about that, you should be speaking to your doctors about that, and I'm not talking about you need to speak to, to just me, somebody you just met, but definitely professionals, if you're going to the doctor once a year, twice a year, you definitely need to be talking to your doctor saying, hey, you know, I get headaches, because I get anxious, or hey, I feel my stomach hurts me because when I'm depressed, you know, so they can follow up and I just give you medicine for the stomach ache or for the headache, but be like, well, maybe you need to talk to that counselor. Let's see how it is. You know, let's check your insurance to see who we qualify for. Let's see if we got any recommendations for you. Cause I believe this to truly be helpful because you need to be healthy all over. Not just physically healthy, mentally healthy too. So whatever you're thinking, 
sometimes affects your physical health. So I definitely want people to keep that in mind. So as this year ends and you get ready to enter to a new year, and if you go to your doctor and you're having different symptoms because it's equating from what you're thinking that's causing this to affect your body, please try your best to see your doctor to recommend you to a therapist, a counselor, a social worker, some one of one of those people in the field that can actually give you the sources of information you need to be a better you. The most recent thing I have going on in my nonprofit organization is I'm having a toy drive. It started, I think it was last week I started it. We're going to end December 21st. I'm definitely going to contact the organization again that I'm working with to just be sure of how many toys I need. So if anybody listening want to donate any toys for newborns to 16-year-olds, you can email me at push.mha at gmail.com. I repeat, push.mha at gmail.com. I will be accepting brand new toys. You know, I'm not looking for expensive toys. Toys can raise $20 and under for newborns to 16-year-olds. I'm so excited about doing this. I recently got some toys yesterday just to start it off, but I believe this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome just to see kids' faces receive something that they might can't receive like every other kid on Christmas. It's more of a joy to me than anything else. So again, we have a Christmas drive going. This is our first Christmas, our first toy drive, and you know, we are accepting new toys, monetary gifts, even clothes, you know. Gives, you know, a gift a gift of clothes is hey, you know, it's better than anything. So definitely, definitely, if you would like to contribute, email me at push.mha at gmail.com. I guess the last thing I want to talk about is I don't want to say it because it sounds so cliche. I don't want to say men and women be friends or because you know I truly believe they can some people disagree with that you know we can agree to disagree I guess my question would be is can men and women be friends when they are in a relationship because I think it's normal for men and women to be friends when they're single because you know y'all single y'all having fun and I don't mean, I, I always have to classify what I mean. I don't mean fun like y'all actually are intimate or anything. But everyone's single. So y'all might get together, have lunch, dinner, da da. And y'all just friends. It's a platonic relationship. But how does a friendship change once you get in a relationship? Because let's be honest, like, and I know that everyone's not like this but nine times out of ten I've been in different situations where the men I'm friends with the girlfriends they get they no longer want them to be friends with me because whatever whatever it may be now let me stop again let me stop doing that they're insecure so they see something in me that they might not be in themselves so they probably like oh no you don't need to be friends with her but you need her as a friend and vice versa i've been in relationships with you know men and then i guess when they heard certain people were my friends who were males they didn't like that so they should be like oh well it's either me or him or why you need to be friends with them and i honestly found 
It's funny. Let me get a little coffee. Sorry, guys. Find it funny. Because I say to myself, when you're single, it feel like you could be friends with who the hell you want to be friends with, right? Men, women, whatever. Yeah, he he, y'all have a good time. Y'all get in relationships, you get these partners who believe like, oh, if you're with me, you don't need any friends. And I feel like a little bit me personally, that's not realistic. Because at the end of the day, you know, just because you're friends with somebody doesn't automatically mean you want more than that. Because if I did want more than that, I wouldn't have been in a relationship with you. I would have been in a relationship with that person. So that's my first thing with that. Because why would I even stay and pursue a relationship with you if I always had a friend that I could have pursued a relationship with? I mean, I know some people probably like, oh, once you get in the friend zone, you don't even think about it again. But I wouldn't care what zone I'm in. If I really like this person and I feel like this person is meant for me, I think I would say something. I'm going to speak up because the clothes not going to get fed. Now, unless this person turn me down and made it clear like, yo, we just friends, who it is, then I got to keep it moving. I got to keep it pressing. But as far as anything else, I just feel like coming into a new relationship and telling people who to be friends with and who not to be friends with, I think that's a sign of being controlling. And I feel like if you're controlling, then you don't need to be in a relationship. Because at the end of the day, I don't need, me personally, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. I'm speaking for me and myself, not only. I don't need somebody telling me what to do. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to respect you and your friendships. Because if these people came before me, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you can't be friends with these people anymore because then how would that look like I'm a new girlfriend coming in and I'm saying oh who's that and now I feel some type of way because I don't know the way she looks or the way she carries herself or the stuff you tell me about her so now I'm threatened and I'm sitting here saying oh well y'all can't be friends anymore because she looked at me sideways now I'm just finding just all these bogus reasons for you to stop talking to her now the dilemma comes in when y'all become friends after the relationship now i know a lot of people have situations where you wasn't friends with these people after like six months a year or two of being in a relationship with your partner now all of a sudden these new friends are coming out the woodwork now see that's a hit and miss for me because again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be on some drinks of like no new friends but it does make me wonder if now all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of new friends, where's these new friends coming from? And where are you meeting these friends? And was it initially uh, supposed to be a friendship? Or this person tried to shoot their shot, you shot them down with the, oh, I'm in a relationship. So they decided to want just to be friends. And again, can you really be friends with somebody whose initial intentions was to be more than just friends? Because I feel like eventually, and I'm not saying in all cases or all scenarios, but eventually wouldn't this person try again? Because guess what you're going to end up doing? You're going to tell this person about your relationship. If you don't peep it, you'll tell this person about your relationship. And of course, what you're going to tell them don't always be the good parts of the relationship. It be when you going through stuff, right? So you going boo-hoo and woo-hoo to this person like, oh, I wish he, oh, I wish she, or they don't understand. So this person's going to become a what? 
a shoulder to lean on, a shoulder to cry on. They're the opposite sex, so they can maybe relate more. They're going to be all empathetic, all sympathetic. They're going to be like, oh, well, you know, maybe if you, they want to sit here and give you all these suggestions and good advice and be that friend you need in that time. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, do you want to come over? We can talk more. You know, like any little small gestures to, you know, to be that be- the best friend they can be to you in your time of need. And then things might transpire. Like, y'all might end up doing something. So now the new question is, now what happens? Because I feel like once you untrue the cookie jar... It's hard to put it back on because if because again this person didn't know that you were in a relationship, so where do you go from there now? You you basically use this person as a therapist. You use this person as a counselor to listen to your problems, to be the person that you talk to, and now y'all got so emotionally invested in each other that to take some of your ease and stress off you. Now, y'all laid up together. God forbid. We're we're hypothetically speaking. How does the friendship go from there now? That's why my initial question is, can you really be friends with somebody who initial attentions were to be more than friends? And even if you was upfront and honest, because some people truly feel like, oh, if I tell them what it is from the beginning, they can't be mad. Sweetie, it don't work like that. You can be so honest in the beginning with somebody. You can tell them you're married. You can tell them you got all these kids, these bills, and you in love. You ain't never going to leave, and you this, you that, you this, you that. But if somebody wants something from you, and if you even crack the door open so they could come through and get something, you think they not? And if you think just being honest is going to stop somebody from trying to still get through the door, you're you're sadly mistaken. Because it could be taken one or two ways. It could be taken as, okay, he was honest, so whatever we choose to do, that's our business. Or he was honest, but he was still talking to me, so if he was so in love and so in a relationship, he wouldn't have been talking to me. It could go so many ways. So with that being said, it's kind of like, do you shut those friendships down? Because you might not in the beginning see where it's going, but initially, if you get comfortable enough and start telling this person too much of your personal stuff, and y'all starting to get emotionally invested in each other, where y'all can call up each other and sit here and vent to each other about life and love and this and that, where it gets to the point y'all getting too close, where it becomes more physical, how does that help your friendship? Because I truly believe what you have sex with someone I feel like the friendship is kind of erased because y'all saw each other on a whole nother level I don't some people might disagree with me be like no just because you have sex that means you can't be friends no more but I truly feel y'all can't because how do you go back to being friends and to me in this generation I think it's so disgusting that people will sit here and be like oh my brother my sister and they know they had relations together I don't know about anybody else, but with my siblings, we never even saw each other in that way. So for y'all to be out here with the fake siblings and y'all had intimate relationships with them, I think that's a little incest. And if y'all think that's cool to be calling somebody your brother and you was giving him some head or your sister and you was eating her ass, eh, 
I definitely recommend the counseling right away. <laughs> I definitely recommend the counseling right away. So on that note, we can keep going on and on about the situation. But I truly feel like if this wasn't your friend from the beginning, and even though this person might tell you their intentions, sometimes everybody's intentions might not be your intentions. And to avoid any unnecessary drama in your relationship, I really think you should, you know, just just keep it at a distance. And if you are going to be friends with this person, Keep it at a distance. Don't evolve them into your relationship. And respect the fact that this person was bold enough to tell you what it was. If you can't do that, then you need to just leave this person alone. Explain to them that a friendship would have been cool, but that's not really... I don't think I could do that. And leave it alone. But either way, be prepared. And I don't want to say be prepared for the words. I'm just saying be prepared. Because you don't want to be that on that side of the situation. It's might be like, oh, well, I told you I had a man. I told you I had a girl. So, <laughs> that's the part of the situation you'll be like, oh, see, you trying to. And see, again, that's why when somebody tells you something, it's definitely, definitely, definitely best to listen. Using them listening skills is highly important because once somebody tell you a certain situation, the ball's now in your court. You need to figure out what you want to do, how you want to play it. Now, if you can benefit from this friendship, and I don't mean sexually, meaning like if this is more like a networking relationship where you're like, okay, you're in a relationship, I'm not really trying to take a day with you, but you got some connections that maybe I'm trying to get close to, hey, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you might got to network with people. You know what I'm saying? If this is a networking thing, cool, find a dandy. But if this ain't about networking, if this ain't about business, if this ain't about some way to make you, put you in a place more financially than where you are, and this is more about emotions, this is more about feelings, this is more about, oh, I thought you were so fine, I need you in my life, and then you find other persons with somebody, then again, these are the stuff we put on the scale. These are the pros and cons of you right now. Because I just feel like in 2020, if these friendships ain't helping you grow, then you people got to stay up. <laughs> stay with me. In 2020, if these friendships ain't trying to help you grow, then these people got to go. Like, it's too many people out here who want a whole bunch of friends. If it ain't a whole bunch of friends on social media, it's a whole bunch of friends in real life who can't do anything for you, who can't do anything for you. They're just someone on the list. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm sorry. Ain't nobody got time for that. So either we moving up with people who going to keep us moving up or these people holding me down and they need to back back all the way back. <laughs> Have a seat somewhere because you ain't running the same race. If anything, you holding me down instead of pushing me forward. With all that being said, I want everybody to be blessed. Enjoy the rest of your day. This is your Plus Size Vixen. You can follow me on plussizevixen.blog on Instagram. You can also follow me on my blog, plussizevixen.wordpress.com. You know, I'll be around. Holla at me. I don't even know. I think this might be episode number 24. So, yeah. 
Y'all have a great day. Stay blessed. And thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.